This is Two Nerds in a Joke with Robert and Ernie. Thanks, Disability Hot Girl Voice. This is Two Nerds in a Joke with Robert and Ernie. I'm Ernie. And I'm ever entertaining Robert. Yeah, we have an entertaining episode today considering we had a, an open forum for today, correct? As open as it gets. Insert dirty, er, insert dirty joke here. Mm. Well, that way it, it covers both of our, our adult audience because it's an adult joke and they can fill in the blanks and it doesn't offend anybody because I didn't actually say anything. True. You <laughs> actually didn't. You just <laughs> made uh, a lot of uh, a lot of yada 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 yada. A lot of back in the day. <laughs> so uh, as you can tell, we're we are in quarantine. Can you tell? Can they tell? I think they could tell because uh, usually it's a little bit more vibrant on this, right? Vibrant. You want to go with colorful rainbows pouring out of our orifices? Wow. I think that's a little much, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so obviously one of the things we turn to for entertainment besides uh, the streamings of many things is we, we, we turn to social media. Like I'm sure a lot of you do. Um, and we try to keep things entertaining on the Two Nerds collection, and we do talk about it on every episode, you know, at the end. Hey, follow us on, and so forth and so on. Two of our biggest ones, I think, are uh, – well, I guess we have three big ones, but the two ones we're going to talk about today is Instagram and um, Pinterest. We also have a pretty decent following on Facebook too, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, but Instagram, I think, and, and Pinterest seem to have a lot of higher engagement, in my opinion, of it. it it's I don't know. Like, the, like, you keep reading me these numbers for Pinterest, and it's just so odd because, like, it's very rare I go on there. And when I do, it's usually, um, you know, I'm looking for something very specific, right? Mm-hmm. Like a quote or something along those lines. And it's a very visual site, so we're not visual. We're podcast, but one of the things that I used, I started Pinterest, uh, my account, the, the two nerds account, um, was because I, there was a lot of cool things that it had, like you know, uh, comic book stuff and and art and and cool ideas and so forth and so on. So we have a very large Pinterest collection of boards. Um, you know, TV show stuff and original art stuff, Star Wars jokes, Justice League, I mean, just everything. So we have a ton of things. And one of the things that um, – and kind of like if I get obsessed with a TV show or a movie or something, I go search up a couple of pins, push it on my pin, the, the pin page, and we're done. Or if we have a topic we're talking about, I put pins – you know, pin, pin pins, I guess is the phrasing, uh, to our board about those items. So one of the things that I'd, I'd gotten into recently was the – would you rather's, um, which I sent you one of today. Yes. Uh, and they're they're kind of fun. Um, they're they're basically would you rather. W- one of the things that they do is like you know if you had a magical item that did something special, which item would you prefer? Or if you took a pill, what powers would you want? Yeah, so, this uh, this picture that you sent me has like uh, one. It has one, two, three, ten on there. Yes. So that one is one of them. So obviously we're nothing going to do with ten, but it's definitely a cool. Uh, cool is the cool the word for it? I'm not sure. If cool it's very l- loosely cool. Loosely cool. Okay. Yeah. So if you had a power, what would it be? Now, 
interestingly enough, and we talked about this ages ago, there was a study done, like a professional like research study of what powers would you want. And depending on what power you wanted, of the, I think it was like three choices, um, it depends on what type of person you are. And I think it was flying, invisibility, and it was the third one. I can't remember what the third one was. But it was those, those were the main two anyways. And what <laughs> kind of person, which power would you choose? I don't remember what the third one was. I can't remember the life of me. It doesn't make for a good conversation piece that I can't remember half the story, right? Yeah, <laughs> so the options on the one that I sent you this morning was the ability to teleport – Project emotions onto into others, invisibility, okay. which we mentioned. Right. Read minds and communicate with animals. Uh, control electronic systems and transfer your mind to them. Change what others perceive you, which is kind of a weird one. See things from far away within an aerial view, which is also kind of strange. Draw others' attention to yourself or the ability to phase out or ghost, basically make yourself invisible or, or not really invisible, but basically be able to go through things. Or regenerative healing factor. So given our personalities, I don't think either of us are going to choose regenerative healing factor because we don't really do anything. Well, well, no, it's like I don't enjoy doing things I know that will hurt me. Let's put it that way. Okay. Like I'm not going to strap myself to like a street luge and shove myself down a, uh, you know, a mountain. Right. All right. So, uh, you know, that part of my life is long gone. Like the, the invincibility part of all of our lives i think i, I think at my age I, I i don't know i'm speaking for myself here yeah i wouldn't want to like get on a bull and go like six seconds on, on one of those huge like bulls in a rodeo no god no yeah, yeah. um do you think so, having that would change that for you though or do you think you'd just be as protective of yourself as you are now it's like yeah it's a regenerative factor but it's not going to heal me completely so i'm not just not going to do it well, the whole thing is it says regenerative healing factor, right? So healing after you've been hurt. You're still going right. to feel the pain. Yes, which <laughs> is more of what it's about, isn't it? I mean that's kind of the thing. That's what it's really telling you. It's like, yeah, you're going to heal. You yeah. know what I mean? But it's going to hurt. Like yeah. if you get shot or you fall and you break a bone, you're going to feel the break. Oh, yeah. And how does that healing part work? I mean that could be he uh, hurtful, painful too. Oh, yeah. You know, just like uh, – you know, your arm is like going the wrong way and you crack mm. it back into place again. Jesus. Yeah. OK, well, that's that's. that's yeah, good. I, I want to skip over that one. Right. <laughs> All right. Uh, the phasing one, that seems pretty devious to me. Like that seems like a villain power more than a good person power. Let's put it that way. Well, yeah, because where are you going to phase into? How are you going to use that? To be heroic in life. I mean, yeah, you could save people from burning buildings if you could phase through the fire. Maybe. Well, no, you can't even do that because it's only you being able to phase. You right? can't phase the people, right? Right. You can't phase others with you. Exactly. So yeah, that wouldn't really be. I mean, you could phase into villains' layers and stuff, but you know, it, it feels like it would be more villainous it, than, it, than a hero. Yeah, yeah, and um, I'm trying to think of a of a good way you would use phasing. That's a hard one. I, all I keep thinking about is that Ant Man villain. Yeah, yeah, the good yeah. ghost. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's purely used for espionage, um, mm -hmm. infiltration. Yeah, it's a creepy power. It, it's it very is. creepy because I can't think of a beneficial use of it other than to like surprise somebody or.
to get out of a situation like if you're a bank robber. Well, you know, mm-hmm. that wouldn't even work because if you're grabbing the money, the money's going to stay behind when you phase through something. Right, because it doesn't specifically – it doesn't say that you have the ability to make other things phase with you. Correct. So probably be very low on the useful powers list. It would – you would have to – this would be like an add to, like you have the ability to fly and phase. Right. Right, because then you'd be like a vision or like a something. I mean because vision is a character in a lot of things where he has the ability to phase through things, but that's not his only power. Correct. That's he just did that. He'd be pretty useless. Yes. Um, teleport is another one that's similar to that. That I think is very specific. Uh, I think of the what was that movie? Was it Loopers? No, it was Jump. um. Jumper. Jumper. Yeah, something like that, where they had the ability to go. But the thing with 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 that is, I'd always be afraid if you teleport, that where you'd come out. Like, how would you know? You know, because unless you've seen the place. Right, you have to physically have seen it at some point to know. It's like um, kind of like um, what's his name from X Men? Nightcrawler, right? That's Nightcrawler. what I was thinking about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he he basically says, "Yeah, I can do it, but I have to have been there and seen it before. Right. Can't just go anywhere because you know, okay, I'm gonna phase to Paris. Now I'm on the top of the Empire, uh, the Eiffel Tower, but on the outside of it, at the very top. Well, fuck. Now what? You know." I can then teleport to the ground. I mean, it, it's it seems like it's a very dangerous power without uh, any sort of control. And it's only for you once again. Like, if I had the power to teleport myself anywhere, like, what useful thing would that do for for like mankind? How could I use that for something like to deliver messages? Um, you know, t- to take information. You know what I mean? That's yeah. the only thing I could think of. Like another nefarious power i think well and i think almost it's almost a power these days that is almost irrelevant because you can get it i mean the only thing it is is to travel long distance if you want to talk to somebody in paris you don't need to go to paris to do it you just pick up a phone or a skype or whatever right you know you don't even have to worry about it so it doesn't seem like it's a very useful power anymore as as much as it might have been you know 10 15 years yeah, ago because it would have been cool to be able to teleport to like you know um like if you're in a bad spot you could teleport yourself out of it sure but if that's, again, it's kind of that add-on power again that you're saying. It's the same same line with the facing ghosting that by itself is okay. But if you have no other abilities, it's kind of weak. I mean, Nightcrawler as a hero is kind of a weak mutant, if you will. But he's a fun character, and we enjoy watching him. But his power is just kind of sad. Yeah. By itself, you know, his tail is a weapon, sort of. But you know. Well, if you watch Dark Phoenix, he he becomes enraged and he uses his skills to like. Basically, go through a whole bunch of those. I, I don't even think they gave those aliens a name, what they were. Yeah. Or Phoenix. Yeah. Well, we don't want to talk about that. Oh. <laughs> I um, enjoyed it, and so did a lot of other people enjoy it. Okay, that's all I'm going to say about that. Yes, um, I, I hear you. Well, a lot, two of these are emotional. Yeah, project emotions to others. And then change what others – It should. Be, I think it should be change how others perceive you. I don't think what. I mean, change what others perceive you. Let, let's let's, uh, yeah, or let's, how. Yeah. let's do the first one, project emotions to others. So if I'm scared, I'm going to project my emotion, my scared to somebody else. Yes. It, it seems more of an entertainer's skill, like a, a, someone who does entertainment for a living. So if they're feeling happy, they project happiness onto you. So you you put the emotion of happiness with watching them. 
so it's kind of almost a way a little bit of brainwashing so when I see the show I feel X way because they were actually projecting those emotions not because the show is any good it's the only thing I can think of for that one project emotions to others I'm thinking if I yeah by itself it doesn't really make sense if you had to pick this one right right um like if you had this and the ability to influence that's another story but just emotions itself yeah it's a, it's a more subtle uh uh manipulation of people that I'm not sure would be very useful yeah this would be something like a a Somebody trying to gain power would be into. Oh yeah, uh, definitely. Political, uh, very uh, mastermind-like. Mm. You're just making them all evil, aren't you? A lot of them are. Yeah, no, no, they kind of fall into it. So, what about the perceiving you thing? That's basically just for people with low self-esteem. <laughs> <laughs> Change what others perceive you. Okay. All right. Uh, so it's kind of like the shallow how thing. Yes. This All would right. be right. Yeah, this is a shallow how thing. So you get to see – well, wait. Change what others perceive you. So let's just say I'm Jack Black, but I'm talking to somebody. And I could change their perception of me to be uh, Chris Hemsworth. There you go. So they think you're sexier than you actually are. But the personality is still the same. Right, right. But they perceive you different. Correct. Now, the question, of course, I mean, because that brings up a good point. When they talk about perceive, are they talking how they visually experiencing your presence as how they see you? Or is it just kind of an illusion of the overall personality of you? Like, you know, the jokes you tell are horrible, but they laugh at them anyways because they perceive them to be really funny. Or you have a really awful, selfish personality, but they see your personality as selfless and awesome because that's how that you want them to perceive you, even though it's not true. I so think, I think, it's the, I think it's the, I think it's the latter more than the former. Okay. So yeah, just kind of an overall. So again, a very manipulative ability. Yeah. <laughs> Someone who, so, you know, who uses this. Yeah. This is another, all of these are add ons. They're nothing that are standalone. It seems so far, except for the healing factor, right? The healing factor. Definitely. I think the the other one that might be – I mean because the phasing ghosting thing, that was that one villain's main and only power. And the other – I mean besides the fact that she was trained as an assassin. Well, yeah, don't forget that part. Yeah. <laughs> <You> <laughs> have to, it's still – I guess it still counts as an add-on. What about the reading minds and communicating with animals? You know who that is, right? Oh, it's Aquaman. Yeah. Or Dr. Doolittle to a lesser extent. But he doesn't read people's minds. He doesn't, but he does read minds of animals. He does? Well, how else is he talking to them? I don't think that's mind reading. I think he's just communicating with them. Yeah, but animals don't have that level of conversation. Like, yeah, I, it's I, all pheromones and stuff. He'd have to be able to read minds. I think he's a, he's a mild telepath with the ability to read animals' minds. Have and you he, seen the movie? The new one, no. Ah, see, then, then, then how can you speak to it? I'm talking to the classic, the Rex, uh, what's his name? Are you talking about Eddie Murphy's version? No, I'm talking about the good version. 
<laughs> Rex Harrison, the original giant snail, the one based off the actual books, you know, the real version. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the Dr. Doolittle ones were okay, but, I mean, come on, it's Rex freaking Harrison. No, what's his name? It's not Rex Harrison, isn't it? Is it Rex Harrison? You know, the, the, the British guy. Come on, don't leave me hanging. You know who it is. I don't know who it is. You're so full I, of it. I, I have to take that pill of... Uh... <laughs> Change what others perceive you. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Take that one. Take and call me in the morning. So the Dr. Doolittle one, he explains it. They explain it differently then? Yeah, he's basically able to communicate with animals. It's not like he's reading their minds about what they, what their intentions are. Because that would be reading minds. Like, you could read my mind because you would know what my intentions are. Right. Right, so he can just hear the, he can hear what they say as English, even though it's not coming across as English. Correct. Yes. Yeah. All right. Fine. All right. So it's not Doctor. So it's just, this just, one, just Aquaman. <laughs> I would say it's Aquaman, and who else has control over control animals? I don't know. It's like poison ivy, but with animals instead with of plants. Plants. Well, did uh, Penguin have some sort of thing with that with penguins? No. That was just for that one movie. <laughs> where he used a lot of those poor penguins. Yeah, still, that movie still holds up as the only, like, unless you count Got Ham, the TV series. Yeah, that penguin was pretty good. I liked him as a penguin, too. Um, but yeah, that's a hard one to come by. I mean, I think that might be very useful. I think it could be... I, can, I think this could be a standalone. Like, if I was yeah. able to read minds, because it's not specific... No. To just animals. So I can yes. read everyone's minds. Mm-hmm. And I can communicate with animals. Right. I guess because it's two separate lines, it could be that it's reading minds is one ability, and then the Doolittle talking with animals, not necessarily... Um, Wasn't there you know, a villain or a superhero that could control bees? The swarm? Or was that just a bunch of bees that became one big organism? Oh God! Yeah, I remember that. I don't remember what that is. There were no, they weren't real bees. They were um, miniature robot bees. Okay. Yeah, I remember that. I don't know where that's from though. I, I can't remember where that's from. But I haven't really done any hero uh, heroes or villains that could control or communicate with animals and use animals as friends. I mean, Tarzan sort of had that going on. Well, no, he could communicate. Right, and, but he he didn't they, read minds, but and, he could talk. Yeah, he could communicate with the animals of the jungle because. In the jungle, he was raised to be – he was the lord of the apes, right? He was lord of the apes. Yeah. But he wasn't necessarily the king of the jungle. No, he wasn't the king of the jungle, but he was definitely – yeah, he definitely could speak with them, but that was jungle. Now, that's a that's an interesting question because we talk about communication with animals. Is there a difference between communicating with animals in the jungle and domestic? Like is it a different language? Like, you know, the, the animals that are brought up in New York are kind of like a Pets thing. Remember the Pets movies? They all kind of had different accents and different oh, whatever. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of like, okay, if I'm a pet that lived in the jungle, like the ti- – I think like the wolves or the tigers in the second movie because I did watch that. And it was actually not bad. It was cute. Yeah, uh, actually the second one was better than the first one. Yeah, it, it, was, it was entertaining. I don't remember if I even saw the first one. I think I saw parts of it, but whatever. But like the tigers and the wolves and stuff could talk. But, like, the baby tiger never really talked. 
But is that because he's a baby, or is that because he's a tiger and he wasn't domesticated? I mean, is there a different language there? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't think it's a different language because even like the uh, what was it that predator hawk? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I think maybe just because it was a it was still a cub. Mm. That it couldn't. And, and it was out in the wild. It didn't really talk. Mm, had to be taught how to. Yeah. It's an interesting power. I always thought that Craven the Hunter had that power, but he didn't. Yes, no, he just knew. He just had that uh, that hyper ability to be one step ahead of like an animal that he was hunting. Like he, right. uh, his reflexes were were quicker uh, than like most uh, most of the big game cats. Right. 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 Well, they actually. I was watching the uh, the old Spider Man show. Um, the amazing and his amazing friends, or just regular Spider? No. Regular Spider Man. It was the one where Peter Parker is supposedly a college student, but he's actually a little bit older. Yeah. Okay. Um, where he's he's not married. He doesn't like he's not he's he's somewhere between Gwen Stacy and and Mary Jane as far as dating, but it's more the basically villain of the week kind of thing. Right. And, yeah. And they just had Craven, and they actually gave Craven the powers through a serum. And they actually had to had to get rid of the serum out of a system to return him back to being a normal person again. That's so weird because, like, in the comics, because I remember it was the run in the 80s, I think, was the best time for, for the Spider-Man uh, when they brought those original rogues gallery of villains from that first run of Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and they brought back Craven, and, and Craven was just like, he was a guy that just trained himself to like level one thousand to be, right. and like his greatest, like his greatest thing was that he had to like go to the next uh, animal, right? So mm-hmm. like, what's the next trophy I can get? And then right, he, and the, and his whole thing, his whole all his interactions with with Spider Man was to like find a weakness, like how do I, you know, how do I trap this? How do I become this? And that's what became. That's what it, like um, took over his mind so much, right? Right. Yeah, he became a little obsessed with it. Yeah. So speaking of mind, so the last one, which I think we saved the best for last personally, um, that I want to talk about, was controlling electronic systems and transferring your mind to them. Okay, so that's both. Yes. So that's so both. That's I, electronic systems only. So you're talking Ultron. Lights. Yeah, you're, you're talking about light fixtures, computers – um, power okay. grids. Okay, so that's a good here, that's a good question because that's that's a good valid point because if you're transferring your mind to an electronic system, does the system have to have the capacity to hold your mind? Like if you try to transfer yourself, there's a difference between a, a transferring yourself to a computer system that has a functioning, for lack of a better word, brain versus like a light bulb which is just pure electricity. Right, so if you were like Electro, I yeah. think he became, became so powerful at one point he could literally become electricity, if I remember. Right. Yes, and he could like uh, basically that's how he um, like in the er- in some of the early Spider-Man cartoons, like he, he would escape by going through a wall outlet or something like that. Right, but if you're transferring your consciousness into electronics, then you'd have there'd have to there'd be limitations to what you could be transferred to. Because you have to figure. All right, out. so I have a villain in mind from the DC world was Brainiac, the original yes. Brainiac. 
You're right. Before but, he became a hero, right? Yeah, he was a hero for a while, and then, like, they decided to make him a villain, and now he's part of the Superman lore of, like, uh, being a, a product of Krypton. And you know the whole story behind that, right? Vaguely. I All I know is he's on the Supergirl show, and he's dating another character on the show who, who who's a, a transgendered person. Okay, so... <laughs> To, to not to step away from no. all of that. Yeah, but, it's a little weird, but it's it's fine. It's just weird that his character has become, and he's super intelligent. I think he's part machine, but I don't think he's at all what the comics made him out to be. Right, because there was a there was a time I want to say in the I want to say it came later, like late eighties and early nineties, where they turned Brainiac. They went back and they revisited Brainiac and turned it into like. A machine made by Krypton, mm. scientists on Krypton, to go out into the universe to uh, study life. Okay. So and simple idea. Some very simple idea. But what happened was that he became – like Brainiac became sentient and his mission kind of perverted into like he was going to these planets dis- and destroying the rest of the planet but only, like miniaturizing – like they're like the life that was on that planet, and then keeping it in like a like in a jar, almost. So he go to a planet, destroy it, but keep a like a like a like almost like a petting zoo version of it. Pretty much, yeah. And he was going around the universe doing this, and then like essentially he um, finds his way to Earth, so to speak. Mm. And of course, you know, Superman being the last you know uh, member Kryptonian. of yeah, the last Kryptonian. You know, uh, now in the cartoons, like the Super Friends cartoons, and then there was another one like a like in the mid '80s that came out after that introduced the the Legion of Doom. Mm -hmm. Um, Brainiac became more like an android, like he eliminated his human frailties and and became completely computerized. Gotcha. He was like super smart, and there was and uh, you know this Legion of Doom had, of course, Lex Luthor, Gorilla Grodd. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm thinking for that power, that's probably. I'm thinking for if you want to use it for good, yeah, I think I think you'd be a, a like one of the more powerful heroes. I think if you had this. Yeah, so, but the question though that I that I see that can come out as a downside to this is if you can go into any computer system and, and basically control it or become part of it or whatever or or anything like any anything that controls a network, right? You could sure. be a router, you could be a server. Would your physical form then be gone? Would the only way for you to exist outside of the system, outside of the network, to be in a robot of some sort? Like a Tron is what yes. you're saying. Yeah, basically, yeah. So that would be the ultimate. That would that be your weakness? Is that you don't have your own body without something electronic to live in? You would not be alive. So that could be your your downside of your power. Yeah, life. You would have to have some. Well, it depends on how you define life, right? Well, yeah. I mean, according to Star Trek, it could be – what was that episode? Remember the episode where the – what was that? Voyager. It was Voyager, and there was this weird nebulous cloud that surrounded this planet, and they sent their people's bodies to this planet to die. 
when they when they died, but they chose when they died. Like when they felt they couldn't be of service to people anymore, they would choose, okay, now I'm going to die to go to this planet. And one of them realized that, oh my God, we're just our corpses are just ending up on this planet. There's it's no dignity in death at all. And it then afterwards was kind of found out that well, the gaseous cloud above the planet seems to be somewhat sentient so maybe that's something right so you know my thing my thing of thinking about it would be like okay all right well it's not even transferring it the only thing i can think of in a star trek perspective is star trek to the wrath of khan when spock decides he's going to you know sacrifice his own life to save the ship by you know fixing the 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 warp core mm-hmm. and before he goes in he does that vulcan mind meld with with uh with bones and tells him remember and he transferred his consciousness to him which is so weird and I mean, it's the only time that's been done like in yeah. star trek yeah and yeah. that's how he that's how he came back right yeah, because in the next movie they they shot because they shot his corpse to the planet that got created in a photon torpedo tube, right? Mm-hmm. Was it? It's photon, right? Yeah, pretty sure. Yeah. Not proton, right? No, 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 not not proton. But yeah, photon. It's a photon torpedo tube. They sent him out. They yeah. shot him into into the planet. Yeah, they shot him into the planet, and then in Star Trek Three. He he basically like his body comes back to life again. Right, which they don't really. I don't remember that they really explained that. No, because apparently because the planet itself was go was unstable and it was doing like its entire life cycle in just a matter of years. So basically, which, it had so much billions, which would normally take billions of years for a planet to go through its life cycle. It was doing it in in a much shorter time frame. So somehow it brought him back to life. Yes. Which, you know, that's that's mumbo-jumbo. That's that's space magic right well, now. Well, that's why they say in the original <laughs> Star Trek, you know, the odd number ones are questionable. <laughs> but number ones rock. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because um, I saw a few, a few things because um, I have a friend who's going to has, – has access to – he has uh, CBS All Access. So we're gonna share a stream service. We're gonna watch it with him. We're gonna watch Picard with him. Ooh! Wow. Hopefully nobody from CBS gets a hold of that and starts. It's live streaming. We're not recording. We're not reselling it for distribution. We're just watching. <laughs> so I'm hoping. I've heard some. Speaking of mixed reviews and oddness, I've heard really good things, and I've heard really bad things about. So I don't know about the show. Oh, okay. About Picard, so I'm looking forward to seeing it and seeing what that's all about. So we may have to do something like that uh, on that show because it 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 got some. It was like um, ex, what was it? Explorer? What's the new one? Discovery. Discovery. Star Trek Discovery. Well, yeah, like, because the first season was awful, and then they explained it all, and everybody's like, oh, okay. And then the second one was like much better because the second season was much better because they explained themselves and they got off their whatever it was. <laughs> I think it was a dark version or an alternate reality or some nonsense. Oh, you guys didn't like that? Oh, never mind. We'll switch it. You know, we'll put a trope in there. It was, it was an alternate reality. It's okay. It, it was just weird. Like the like the pilot episode was just weird because you didn't understand. 
understand where it was going, and they changed the look of the Klingons. Right. And they gave a lot more background to the Klingon, you know, uh, Federation, like how that whole war started. Mm-hmm. So Which like, isn't necessarily a bad thing, but... No, no, it was just weird why they chose that. You know what right. I mean? And then they chose the the people involved, like the like the like the characters involved. You were like wondering, well, why would they pick that person like for a story like this, right? Mm. You you know what I mean? It, it, but that that goes without saying. I mean, it. I thought it was okay. Right. I didn't think it was great. What was the big twist? That it was an alternate reality. Yeah. So it wasn't it wasn't our world in the first place. Correct. So how do they rectify that? I, I stopped watching. Oh, <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. There's a lot of there's a lot of good stuff out there. It's just a matter. Of, it, it's like we we actually have, and for our listening audience, and of course Ernie knows this already because he was there for it. But we have a another interview with one of our favorite people coming up in the next couple of weeks uh, with Jordan Pearson, Peterson, the uh, nerd critic. Yeah. And he was talking about this very topic of when you binge watch stuff on whatever streaming service you're on, you got to pick the stuff you love. Not to say don't try things, but you definitely want to, you know, watch what you want to watch, watch the things that you love. Yeah, don't don't feel a certain way because, like a lot of people, like in in my example is this. Not to go into what we talked about, no, uh, with the podcast, but like what I used to hear a lot was, "Hey, have you started watching this show?" And I'd be like, "No, oh, you got to watch it." I start watching it, and I'm like, "Hey, I'm trying to get into the show, but." It's really slow. Oh, you gotta wait till episode four. Well, see, I don't mind. See, for me, I mean, it's, there's a lot of them like that like, for me, but yeah, it, it it just unless like like now when you have the time, but back yeah. then when you didn't have the the time that you have now, it, it's kind of like yeah, I, I want to watch something that I know I will enjoy. Yeah, well, and and you try something, and it's like. Like, I couldn't get – there's a couple of things that I couldn't get into. Like, when I started watching Breaking Bad, for example, because that's, that's an older show, and I watched the first episode, and I was like, okay, this is all right. This is okay. And then I really got into it, like, in the second and third episode. But the first episode, I was like, eh. So I had to give it a hot moment before I could really get into it. Yeah, and then there's those shows that really that first season, they didn't know what they were doing. Like, I equate that to Venture Brothers, right? Oh, God. You watch that first season and you're like, there's only a few, a handful of episodes. Right. Right. And you thought, and you're like, clearly they're spoofing the Hanna-Barbera cartoons, right? Sure. Clearly right. that's what they're doing. They're just, they're just, they're just spoofing it and making it more like adult, right? Sure. Like, right, right, right. Like, but the first couple episodes, you're like, what is it that they're trying to do? Like they couldn't get their footing. It wasn't until like the second season that you're like, Okay, now it makes sense. Now the humor, the comedy, the you know, the tongue-in-cheek stuff, it's starting to make more sense. Right, right, right. And, and a lot of shows took took take a while to get there with that, and we we've kind of experienced that. I mean, I can think of, um, you know, God, it took me forever to want to watch uh, the Rick and Morty stuff. Yeah, I I liked that first that first season of Rick and Morty. But that first couple of episodes were kind of difficult, and then it kind of got a little bit better. The problem with a show like Rick and Morty and anything like that is it's taking these global, big world picture images of the multi-universes and blah, 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 blah. 
But at the end of the day, if you don't have characters you can enjoy watching, it doesn't matter how cool the concept of your show is. It just doesn't. Well, what attracted to me was like, oh, they're spoofing Back to the Future. Right. Because that's literally Doc Brown and Marty. Right. And once they started really falling into those roles a little bit, like third, fourth, fifth episode-ish, mm-hmm. and you got the relationship with the daughter going on and, and her relationship with the whole thing and the mom and dad's thing going on, and they were kind of the backdrop to it to a certain extent. But you can get involved in their personalities. Like they had real personalities coming out and, you, you know, the different scenarios and how they would react. And that's when it got interesting. That's when I felt it got more enjoyable. <laughs> but again, that's just – that's my – that's what I look for in a good show. You know, is is yeah, you can have a greatest concept, but if I don't like the characters, I just don't care. And it, that happened a lot with like yeah, again, you, you have to have like so you you have to like the characters involved because if that's if not, it's like it's not worth watching. Like that's how I felt at first about those first couple seasons of Seinfeld. Oh yeah, yeah. You know those first couple seasons. You know, at the time, even then, they they weren't. They weren't funny, and like they were getting hammered, even though that was the vision that they had, which was, what's the show about? Oh, it's about how this uh, comedian gets his material, and it's through his daily interactions during the day. Right. So like those first couple seasons, like the the episode would be like something that happened in Jerry's day, and then at the end of the episode, he's on stage with the mic, right? Mm-hmm. And right. he's basically get, telling his joke about what happened. And, right. it, and and I think like it didn't start getting funny until Elaine joined and then they started doing the whole like no 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 this is a show about four people that are essentially just horrible people. They're right. awful people. Well, and I I felt that way and you know it's going to make a lot of people sound unhappy, but I was that way with friends. Like I I just didn't I didn't. I found them all kind of one-dimensional. You know, I mean, I kind of felt a little. I, I, I kind of felt sorry for Ross, and you know, blah blah blah. <laughs> but you know, you compare that to like a, a How I Met Your Mother. Okay. Which seemed like such a ridiculous. How long can you talk about How I Met Your Mother? How long well, can you talk and, about that? And here's the thing: didn't that come out after that movie with Ryan Reynolds? Definitely, maybe. Which was like so. the story of like him talking to his daughter. And, like, he's telling her about, like, how he met his – he met her mother. He met, he met her mother, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, he had to guess which lady in his life her mother was. Right, which is kind of what you did for – what was it? Six, seven seasons for How I Met Your Mother was the same type of idea. And you, you were like, is this really going to work? And you start watching it, and I'm, you know, Neil Patrick Harris was the backbone of that show. I mean, all the characters were good, but freaking Neil Patrick Harris ran away with that, you know. Yeah, you had Bob Saget narrating, you know. It, was that who that was? I thought that. I never realized that. Yeah, that's Bob Saget. Nice, which is so weird. <laughs> because why not just have the guy who's the star of the show do the narration? Why would you have someone else? <laughs> okay, so if you were going to have someone narrate your life, who would it be? Wow. Then don't go for the obvious. Who would be the obvious then? I want to hear this. There's two options. It's either Morgan Freeman or Samuel L. Jackson. Those are the obvious. You don't get those two. 
So you don't get those two. Those are epic. No, nobody gets epic. So who I would want to or who do I think would closely like mirror? Go go for both if you can. All right. All right. All right. All right. I would have to say the one that I would definitely want would be James Earl Jones. Ah, okay, fine. I forgot to add him to the list. Go on. <laughs> it's good. It's good. No, you you found the loophole there. Go on. Yeah, well, as cool as Sam Jackson is, like, literally, I don't – I think he would find my life boring. My life doesn't have any of those, you know, this, you know, who's this, you know, or that. Yeah. I don't have very many of those moments, right? Well, you do. They're just subtle. <laughs> Who are these idiots, and why does he have to deal with them? <laughs> And Ernie knew at that moment. <laughs> was at this moment. God, those are great. I wish they would come back and make more of those. That would be great. Um, well, he has some downtime. He should do that now. Oh, jeez. Um, so who would fit it then? If that's the epic of who you'd want, who would actually be the best fit? The best fit. The one that – oh, my gosh. Dude, that's such a good question, man. Isn't it, though? Um – We'll pose it to our. We'll, we'll pose that one to our fans as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who I would, would be say, the person. I, who would be the person that I would think, like personality-wise, like an actor or something like that, that would maybe uh, maybe a Jonah Hill. Really, kind of, yeah. kind of in between, kind of like a a regular guy voice almost. Yeah, yeah. Regular, regular guy. You know, he, you know, he. The way he viewed the world and way, like, people – like, if you notice, like, in a lot of the movies, like, the way he notices things, it's kind of like, well, this is just stupid. Why why, why are people attracted to this? Like, this is just dumb. Why are we doing this? You know, it's things like that. Like, it's more That's common huge. sense. Yeah, it's, it sounds like you. Common sense kind of perspective on life. Yeah. You know, I, I would actually have – I think – if I have my – I think the person who would best fit it is two options. Let's see what you think. I'm thinking either go for the big name and go for the Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> definitely. You're definitely not Ryan Reynolds, but go on. Oh, fine. Whatever. Um, Trevor Noah. Trevor Noah? Really? Yeah. I think he could do a good job of kind of stating the facts as they are and then just like, what was he thinking? You know, like, yeah, that made sense. Kind of his mild, sarca- sarcastic perspective. So I think it would be – the dream would be Ryan Reynolds, which is way outside of my league as far as my life goes. It's not you know, not going to happen. But I think a Trevor Noah could be very close to it. I was thinking more along the lines of – I had two actors that popped up. Okay. Uh, hold on. Let me, let me pull them up while, while – while you uh, wax poetic there. Okay, so I'm going to wax poetic. Who I felt would be the perfect choice for you to actually do your life. As, as good as your choice was, which I felt, you know, the real one. But uh, the guy from uh, Fellas Bueller. Who, Cameron? No, well, Canyon, well, I think Butler. Cameron. No, I think like a Matthew, well, either a Matthew Broderick or maybe the Dry Eyes guys. The Dry, oh, Ben Stein? Ben Stein. I could see him doing a knockup job. 
good and Ernie, and, and, yeah i say and ernie knew at that moment you know <laughs> it was that, that kind that of very that i because re- <laughs> he's narrating my life you know, yeah. <laughs> it was at that moment i realized i kind i you know what in a way oh gosh yeah <laughs> you hate to admit it but <laughs> that that actually wouldn't be too bad because it's kind of like see i was thinking for you it would either be drum roll please steven tobolowski they had from steven tobolowski yes what's he from i want you to look him up all right hold on looking up steven tobolowski yeah, Tobolowski. T O God help me. Say T O B O L O W K Y. Jesus, that's the last name. Oh God. Oh, um, where is he from? He's been in a lot of stuff. He was he was the uh, insurance agent. Oh him. Yeah 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 yeah. Oh God. That's a weird choice. I and he's also in the show Gold the Goldbergs. He's the principal of their school. And yeah, he's he does, done other things, but yeah, I know what you mean. Like he, like the way he the way he sees things and like his little bit of sarcastic humor and like just just the sound of his voice. In other words, like narrating your life. Okay. Yeah, I guess I could see that. That was that's interesting. That's definitely interesting. I, I'm not 100 percent if I find that complicated or compliment or, or a a. Uh, it's not a dig. It's not. It's a not dig. No, it's weird. It's a weird. I can't argue it though. He could he could work. He could work. And you said there was another one. Chris Elliott. Why Chris Elliott? Yeah, because he has he has that humor that only he gets, and like that perspective that seems to be on the same line like you. He like, seems a little weird, though. I mean, am I that weird? Is that what you're, you're uh, saying? That yeah. he would be? He's like, he's like the famous version of me. He's just really <laughs> freaking weird, and the things he says is like, why, why, why would you? Say? He, he, he's tried. <laughs> he's been a part of so many different things. Like, oh like, yeah. Like at one point, he had his own show, right, with his own like comedic style. Right. He also did, like, I think he did writing on David Letterman for, like, eight years or something ridiculous like that. Back when David Letterman was funny. Yeah. Which is, uh, the irony is that both of the people you mentioned were in Groundhog's Day. (laughs) That's right. He was the camera guy. (laughs) (laughs) He was also in camera. But you had that moment also. Like, like he was the outsider looking at all this and, and is like... Yeah, this guy is a jerk. I don't know why anyone else doesn't see it, but you know, I have to work with this guy. You yeah, know? I can see that. I can see that. And he re- and he and he totally recognized that this this jerk that he was working for was clearly the talent. But you know, he's like, he knows that he's smarter than him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's it. Okay. I yeah. I can get. I like that. I like that perspective. Yeah. Well, 
I would say this to our fans, those the the few of us listening or who follow us on Pinterest, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or wherever. Let us know who should narrate your life. The high expectations <laughs> and the this is who I'm really going to get. Because oh. that would be hilarious to find out from everybody and do some reviews on that. Um, let us know what you think of our social media posts. Follow us. Again, we are posting stuff, Pinterest, Instagram, Twitter. Interact with us and uh, let us know what you want to see us talk about and do next. Yeah. And, of course, Ernie, because we are so socially isolated and can only say it at a distance in a way that's meaningful and caring, please give us a nice peace out. Peace out, everybody. We will talk to you guys next time. And that's another episode of Two Nerds and a Joke. Follow Robert and Ernie on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe to their YouTube channel.